Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up. This first refuge is an invitation to take refuge in in your innate uh, intelligence, your innate compassion. Traditionally, your Buddha nature. And it's confidence in and it's trust in your potential to awaken even further. second bell is an invitation to take refuge in, in the Dhamma, your learning, your practice, your alignment with the laws of, of nature, of reality as it relates to your awakening, your health, your well-being, your freedom. Refuge is Sangha, is, is intentional community. So, this is both the lineage, the, the teachings, and all those who have organized and practiced and realized and shared. It's those of us who are realizing them now, practicing them together, supporting one another. We can take refuge in, in good friendship and community and sangha. And sangha can take refuge in, in us. So take a, a minute or so as you're settling in to kind of connect to these refuges, see if you can feel them, experiencing them, contemplating them.
there are the three components, elements, threads that create the container of your learning and your practice. We're talking about dependent origination in this series, and these are causes and conditions that support our practice. Taking another minute or so just to to arrive here and be in alignment with your intentions, your purpose for being here, to learn. To unlearn. It's an act of understanding, of care action. Everything arises from causes, and these causes create effects. In the psychology, this Buddha psychology, the Buddha Dharma, it is a teaching that that uses the this dependent origination, the the laws of cause and effect, and our karma to understand how reality is working in the moment, to be able to discern, to diagnose when ill-being is present, to be able to understand its cause. 
to be able to understand that because all things arise out of causes and conditions, well-being is possible and there's a cause and conditions. So in the psychology of this, we can train ourselves to, to see and, and have ability to, to navigate in that reality. The Dharma, um, dependent origination, karma, uh, requires us to cultivate what I like to call great wisdom. First we understand, we see. It's wise to know that things arise due to causes and conditions. It requires us to, to operate from great compassion once we see the causes and conditions, when we see that they're disrupted, the compassion naturally arises to, to care and to apply ourselves to the conditions that create wellness, which is great action. And great action is our karmic volition, what we're doing, how we're applying ourselves. <clears throat> the world is driven by our karma. Our world is driven by our karma, and collectively, that collective karma drives drives the world, especially as it relates to, to human interaction. I want to emphasize that dependent origination is in all of the Dharma teachings, all of them. So there's a traditional list called the 12 links of dependent origination, but don't think that's the only place where dependent origination lives. It's not. It's another list. These links of dependent origination are sometimes referred to as chains, like links in a chain that bind us to samsara. And samsara is the cycle of, of unnecessary dukkha, suffering. The first link is ignorance. And ignorance is, doesn't, it's not a mean thing. Like it's not this commentary. It's, it's just that we don't know. We're viewing things. We have wrong view. And there's a, there's a definition of right view, and we know that it's karma, not-self, impermanence, dependent origination, Four Noble Truths, and Dukkha, Eightfold Path. It's the ability to see in that capacity. So ignorance, for example, with, this eight, with the dependent origination, is not seeing dependent origination. That would be a form of ignorance, of viewing things in, in an unhealthy or unbeneficial way. It's mistaking what is not true to be true, what is unpleasant to be pleasant, these kinds of things. So when there's ignorance, there's a cloud of unknowing. There's a cloud of not being able to comprehend accurately. And ignorance doesn't mean the mind stops. Ignorance means that right view was replaced by wrong view. And, and again, this isn't like right or wrong. It's like the right direction. So when we're ignorant, that doesn't mean that, that we're still not acting and engaging and thinking and speaking and, and all of that stuff. We still are, but usually it's more habitually conditioned, kind of caught in the momentum of our karmic disposition. The second link is volitional formations. And this is another place where we could also just call this karma or the karmic ripening. Volitional formations is the arising of perceptions, moods, for example, would be a volition. Ideas, it's the kind of shaping of, of the movements of our mind. The third link is consciousness. Consciousness is that part that is able to to be aware, to be conscious. So at each of our six sense doors, our ear, 
there's the sound, there's the ear organ, and there's the knowing of it. And so it's this kind of consciousness, this ability to, to know our experience. Consciousness, we might think, is this kind of fixed thing. We're conscious. Well, consciousness depends on the mental volitions, like the volitions of the mind. If we're paying attention to watching a child play on the, on the mall or something like that, and we're really looking, we might not what's going on behind us. So we wouldn't be conscious of what was going on behind us. We'd be conscious of what is going on with the child and in our relationship to it, for example. Then there's form, name and form. And name and form is there's the child, and we call her child. So there's the form of things and the patterns of naming it, perceptions. Then there's the six senses. This is the actual contact in life. And we'll explore each of these deeper as we go on. We have these six senses, and then because we have six senses, we're able to, to connect to life. We see the child. Then we have a feeling tone. Sound familiar? <laughs> All of this stuff, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, worldly, unworldly. We have this feeling tone that arises dependent on those prior things that that feeling tone will come up. If, we're, if the mental formations of our mind are in a good mood and we see the child, we'll probably think appreciative thoughts. <laughs> if we're in a bad mood, maybe we'll be nervous that they're going to come run into us or something like that. So the feeling tone might be pleasant or unpleasant based off of these prior conditions. This is a simplification when there's a feeling tone, there's craving. There's desire. Desire for things to be. Desire for things not to be. Once there's craving, there's clinging. This is why I think like stuff like, like working with addictions is, is really, the, these Dharma teachings can really help a lot with people working through addictions, which is all of us. By the way, in some way, it's this clinging to the sensual pleasures, the kind of calming at the sense doors or, or whatever, clinging to rituals, clinging to views and opinions, clinging to this concept of self. When we cling, we become that. Let's say we're working with a difficult emotion and we have this unpleasant feeling related to it, and, and we really don't want this to be, or we want something else to be often there at the same time. And then we're like, oh, if only this, if only that. And then we cling to that view, that perception, and, and what that's going to look like. Then our mind becomes that. Our reality becomes that. And that's the the tenth. Then we're we're giving our next incarnation of ourself in that in the next moment, right? Is born. Jesse, the one who wants things to be this particular way and sees the way that things are, we start to that starts to solidify. And then all things, last one, all things transition, all things die, <laughs> all things break apart. And there's often dukkha there. Because what is that? We become addicted to that thing that's satisfying our, our emotions and sensual pleasures, and, and it wears off. It's not available. It doesn't have the same effects anymore. Death. 
depth of that 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 quality. I wanted to delve into the first three: <laughs> ignorance, volition, and consciousness. Ignorance. If we can break this chain or start to illuminate, let's just say we're illuminating this link in the chain of dependent origination that that bind us. If ignorance is one of the root causes, this is why it's so important to practice mindfulness, because mindfulness and these in these practices lead to insight insight leads to wisdom right and wisdom leads to to understanding in the moment the lack of ignorance when we're cultivating our practice and in daily life and formal meditation the practice of meditation is the practice of cultivating mindfulness and stability so that we don't get wrapped up into the patterns of our ignorance and our perceptions and that we are replacing them with wise view insight mindfulness to be able to see things clearly so that we can start to look through the cloud of delusion and confusion and, and ignorance this meditation is just not only a process of inviting calm in in the body and, and to create pleasantness it's the practice to know it's the practice to see to gain insight because it's that knowing that wisdom is the sword that cuts through delusion they say when we start to illuminate and I'll go quick I promise illuminate the transform ignorance into seeing we start to see the volition of our mind we start to see what's there how our mind is put together in that moment oh Jesse is in this mood Jesse's paying attention to this we start to see the formations in that second link this is how things are not oh this is how things are darn it i need to change it real quick it's we're looking into how our mind is made up that kind of remember that layer of chitta that mind karma <laughs> that dependent origination how is this mind made up now in the next moment in the next moment in the next moment we're looking into this we can see this also in in the four foundations and in mindfulness of mind states then we start to see we start to become our consciousness that that is normally just jumping from thing to thing we start to illuminate what we're conscious of remember my definition of mindfulness is the awareness that knows what we're paying attention to in any given moment so then we become conscious rather than unconscious operation we start to see what we're conscious of and these things are are the impelling causes the set of 3 the kind of sometimes it's put into past life like forms but take it or leave it it's fine but these are conditions that that kind of lead into all the other ones they are level of seeing or not seeing ignorance and the volitional formations and the consciousness all of these give birth to what's next so this week and we'll explore these a little bit further next week and then start to explore this the the second set this week maybe even putting a little jot of bullet list ignorance and its opposite volitional formation what is happening in the mind what is the life of the mind what is the world of the mind that is determining how we're seeing things what are we paying attention to consciousness how are we paying it do we know we're paying attention to something are we illuminating that consciousness which is conscious of what five senses and and what's happening in your mind
may we all realize our our innate potential, our our innate wisdom, our compassion, our wakefulness, our health, our well-being, our happiness. May we enjoy the fruits of our practice, our learning. May our practice not only benefit ourselves, may it benefit all those we come into contact with. Thank you, thank you. See you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.